Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. got on the topic of movies how do we get in what are we talking about and then all of a sudden we started talking about broke back mountain oh mountain. god don't bring it back to broke back but we can't have another podcast with us talking about somebody taking shit on somebody else you're gonna have to edit all this out our I'm listenership does not, not always talk- want to hear that's us. not what i'm talking about what we were talking about was like um, like it's, Academy Award nominated films that we're, we're no, we were talking about Requiem for a Dream, and Erin uh, was saying like, you know, I couldn't believe I, you know, couldn't really watch it, and she's like, I mean, it was like I jumped on a treadmill, somebody turned it on, and, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I watched Requiem for a Dream, but I got high first, and she was like, you did what? You feel high when you're watching Requiem for a Dream. You don't need to enhance that experience at all. In fact, it's recommended probably that you don't. Correct, because at one point it, it got to the point where my friend and I looked at each other like, "Whoa, whoa I, you know what? I need. I think I need to take a break because there was so much going on. And it was so fucked up, out of my mind." I would go to a library after that. I would go somewhere very safe and secure. It was. I watched it once, and I never need to see it again. It's the same way I feel about Saving Private Ryan. I was like, "That's wonderful." I'm gonna go vomit like I just got off the gravitron. <laughs> I'm gonna reset my body. It is a horrifying movie. So then we got into like, you know, movies that we're supposed to like that we I don't really understand. And then I was got on this like um, Bareback Mountain and I'm like, oh, isn't this how wonderful two straight men took a risk of being a gay guy, like, you know, getting fucked on a mountain. Academy Award winning. Academy Award winning. Academy Drop award your trousers. Right. And I'm like, you know, it's really fucked up. I mean, can you imagine the smell in that tent? <laughs> like, first of all. You're just like hanging out. And you're like, oh, uh, uh, you're just uh, two bras, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, let's have some, around. And, but the thing is, like, they're fucking in a tent, right? Which this is already the, made out of a weird plastic. To this begin is the with. first time they're fucking, and they just had campfire food, which is franks and beans. <laughs> <laughs> franks and beans. It's so. I mean. I mean. I mean. Seriously. There's like what you like, just had some hormel like, chili and you decided now's yeah. the time. Now's the so time. You had, so like about two hours later, you get a little frisky, and now all of a sudden you want to put your dick in his ass. So what you're saying is that you if have this a were loaded, real- you have a loaded <laughs> chamber, and you're just gonna like, you're just gonna be like, I don't know what's gonna happen, and hope to God that you're clean as a whistle. Shame on you. That is not real. What you need. S- there is an edit. There's a food diet. There's an etiquette. There's a cleansing process. <laughs> there, there's tent, a young priest that, and an old priest, and they're probably involved in it with you. That tent probably smelled like a like an abandoned sausage factory, <laughs> like a meat dispenser or something. That that must have been like like you know like that an outhouse that had been tipped over. Mumbai in summer. <laughs> I'll take your <laughs> it, I'll take your word. I for think it. so. Uh, but I, what you're saying is that it's inaccurate because if this were your version of Brokeback Mountain. You guys would have had hot dogs and beans, and an hour later he would make a move, and you'd be like, "Absolutely not! You've got to no. be crazy!" <laughs> I don't care how much I love you, and I know this is the only weekend that we can ever be together. But you just had Hormel chili. Right? Do you think that I'm going to venture there? I'm about to push out a full meatloaf from my butt, <laughs> no. and you want to push something in it? I don't oh think God. so. See, it all comes back to it. Like, how about They're you know right. what they should have done? Why don't we just catch some fish? Because it's light. It's easy. It's not going to clog up the, the canal. But even that, think about the smell of the fish. There was bringing, no good food option But I'm not, bringing the, the I'm not eating the fish in the tent. I'm fucking in the tent, and I'm eating outside. But he's going to smell like fish. Nobody's taking a shower. He's not going to, what do you mean? He's, he's not, he's not, what do you what? It's going to come out of your pores, out of your mouth. Fish? Ugh, everything about this is bad. This anyway. movie never should have been made, not for its progressive, progressive ideas, but for its, um, Dietary restrictions. And then Anne Trashaway with like, you know, that bad wig and the bad accent. They're like, I know how to age her. Let's put on an oversized wig and draw some character lines on her face. And isn't she old now? Like, Don't you love community theater old age makeup? <laughs> Let's get that bruise wheel back in here, Ben Nye. <laughs> God. So all this, this discussion was happening while we're eating yogurt and 
<laughs> and Patrick put on a hazelnut crunch topping that was the loudest thing I had ever heard anybody eating in my life. It sounded like there was a Foley artist in the back of the car and he had a box full of rocks and he was just shaking them around. And so he's giving me his whole opinion about Brokeback Mountain. I was like, I- I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the hazelnut crunch. It was like I was eating my own teeth. It was, it was lovely though. It was delicious. I really recommend 16 Handles. I like being able to control my own yogurt to topping ratio. I really like the uh, the driving range, I have to say. Isn't it relaxing Although when it's not 5,000 degrees out? There was a point where I was like, because you know, like it's what, 107 it, degrees Why outside? did you opt to be outside in the sun? Because I wanted to, I didn't want to be next to any one of the bros because I'm like, I need to, you create, need a I need a safe space. Okay. And also I need a tan. So a safe I needed, space at the driving range. Right. There's mm-hmm. bros. It's like the long shorts and like the weird shirt. Yeah, you know, there's always be, a khaki. Right, yeah. and I'm wearing a You're Terrible Muriel from Muriel's <laughs> yeah, Wedding. Yeah, and I t-shirt. I kept my safe distance from him. I had like two or three uh, driving areas between us because I didn't want to be with you. I didn't want well, to admit that. Every time I got I like teed up and I went down again to put the ball on, it was as if like a thousand suns were on me. I got up. I was like, I think I'm going <laughs> to... I think I'm in Mumbai. It smells like Brokeback Mountain in I don't know if I can get back up. And then every time I whiffed, I'm like, oh, God, I I got to bend down. 100 balls in each basket. 100 balls in each basket. And and I was, meanwhile, knocking them out of the park and really cheering myself on. That's Mm -hmm. the one place in the world where I like to cheer myself on is at the driving range. And I don't care who's around me. I was surrounded by all the bras. And every time I went out to 125, I was like, oh, yeah. Do you see that? That was sweet. I lobbed it. We're like having like the gayest conversation of. About Laura Dern. We're we're talking about Laura Dern, Laura Linney. Anybody uh, named Laura. (laughs) Laura Ingalls Wilder. Anybody. and, And in the middle of it, all these bras walked in. And damn, if we didn't shut down that conversation so fast. I was like, Laura Dern's outfits in Big Little Lies are. Like. Oh my God, she's like, but the thing is like, she's skinny and she's like, you know, she doesn't age. And then all of a sudden, like two bros come out and was like, what's up? And then just like dead silence for like the next 20 minutes. And then I clock out to 125 and I'm like, oh yeah, bro. And then I tried to chest bump the guy next to me and I just blend in. I'm like, oh fuck. Blend in wherever you go. That's, that's my rule. And then I'm staring at this guy's ass every time I'm, I'm like, this is like, this is lovely. This is amazing. Why don't I come to the driving range more often? Like, it's very oh, yeah. relaxing when it's not 5,000 degrees out. Uh-huh. Would you not agree? I thought it was very relaxing. It is very relaxing, and I'm very happy. <laughs> I gotta say. Well, is it time to welcome ourselves I think, back? I think let's do it. This is, this is so rare to just let's, we've gotten a lot of stuff out of our system. Oh, and we also went to the Home Depot. We did an awful lot today. We got a lot accomplished. I made you rearrange furniture in the house. Mm-hmm. We got you um, an air conditioner. He got a an air very conditioner. lovely air conditioner. He he debated and two different air blinds. conditioners for about five hours, and we were in one <laughs> aisle in Home Depot where the where the air conditioners were. And he's calling Marcus and is is it a five thousand BTU? Is it six thousand BTU? Should I get a smaller or a medium? And how big that? And they're back and forth and back and forth. And we're in this aisle for what had to be, I'm not joking, like an hour to an hour and a half. And it was a lighting fixture aisle with the most hideous, gaudy, New Jersey crappy lighting fixtures you've ever seen in your life. And when we first walked into that aisle, I was like, oh, all of these things are hideous. About an hour later, I looked around and I was like, you know what? Some of these aren't so bad. I suddenly wanted to look at these lighting fixtures again, just because I spent so much time there that I started to become attracted to the crappy lighting fixtures. So guess what? We've got a new chandelier. It'll be arriving in about two weeks. I don't it's know where the, it's going to go in the house. The new, the new Teresa Judice. Yeah, it's wrought line. iron. It's, it's yes, it's, it's very It's mirrored. Light. It's wrought iron. It's got linen. It's got things that are dangling it's, off of it. It makes a lot of noise. It's like a wind like chime. It. God, I hate a wind chime. But we I did get a, a fabulous chime. gift of a very tiny wind chime, which I find relaxing. I like a wind chime. Do you really? I feel like they're they're for haunted houses or witchcraft bookstores. In New Hope. Yes, specific. Very specific. Very. Hey, welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, maligned anchor, Brian Williams. <laughs> 
I got it out. <laughs> and who are you today? And I'm Phoebe Cates. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Bra! Nothing. So uh, we are the comedy advice podcast that takes a look back at writing advice columns from the days of yore from Dear Abby and Ann Landers. We take them out, we smack them up, flip them, rub them down. Oh, no! And we definitely what? talk about them. Yes. We do, we do. We, we, we break them down, and we also answer your advice questions in the style of the ladies. So if you have any questions that you're just aching for an answer to, any life problems, any issues, please reach out to us at our new email address, which is questions, questions. at com. If you don't already, please follow us on all of our social media at... If you don't already, follow Dear Pod official. <laughs> I never liked this guy. I never liked Phoebe Cates. I'd like the record to reflect. So if you're not already, please follow us on all of our social media at Dear Pod Official for our pictures, our cocktail recipes, and uh, any other joyous thing that we like to celebrate online. Um, if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe. We need your numbers. Boost us up the charts, kitties. So if you like what you're hearing, click that pretty little five-star mark. Mm. Leave yourself a little review. Tell mm. us what you think of the PCAST, because we want to know. And in the words of Ann Landers, don't be a chump! <laughs> so, the theme this week <laughs> is grab bag. Yes! Grab bag. We're just going to... Grab a few different items that have nothing to do with anything in particular. We just want to shake up the bag. We want to put our hand in there. We want to swirl it around. We want to take out some franks and beans, see mm. what, what uh, the world has to offer, oof. and see what, what the ladies have to say about random items. And I'm very excited about this because, you know, I, I found a couple Lulus that haven't fit any theme that we've had in weeks. So I think... Uh, this is, the, this is the week that they're going to get aired. Do you have something you want to say? Because you're very poised <laughs> right do. now. Go right it's ahead. funny that you just brought up Franks and Beans again. <laughs> funny you should say that. It's, it's a funny thing. <laughs> because I received my copy of Dear Abby, More Favorite Recipes by Dear Abby. <gasps> and as I was flipping through on page 18, everybody's favorite baked beans. <laughs> Abby's baked beans. Let she me did a tell recipe you, episode, a recipe book. Two cloves of garlic, third cup of margarine or butter, minced onions, three cans of kidney beans, one can of lima beans, one can of baked beans, and one tent. <laughs> and, and a twenty-four and, pack of Charmin. Are you kidding me? And one I questioning mail. I would die. <laughs> I would fucking die. It would actually blow the roof off the house. Those are atomic. I would never live. I ate this on a Friday. You would see, maybe you would see me on a Tuesday. You're like, well, I don't know. Patrick left work at huh. five o'clock on a Friday. And then I saw him skywriting on Saturday afternoon. I, I think something happened to his knees because he could only walk from the knees down. <laughs> he Just, said something about praying. Something about a zombie he apocalypse. Was there was a he was sweating. He was sweating, and there was yes. an awful lot of air conditioning inside. His shirt was soaked, <laughs> and he was praying. He definitely said Jesus a lot. So I, I don't didn't know, know that he church. could fly, but you know, there you go. There is an awful lot in here. I didn't, for some reason, my other cut, my the original, dear Abby, my favorite recipes because this is more. This is like this is like the dirty dancing, like more dirty dancing. Oh, so I really want the original. Like an addendum. Can I look at it for a second? You can, can look you? with your eyes. Oh, your thank hands. you. I hate you so much. Um, I say, and, and I don't know what you guys think about this. Why don't we pick one item out of dear Abby's recipe book to make next week? I mean, I wonder if her $2, five cent. Oh God, look no further. St. James's Salisbury steak. No. Give me something light and easy and, and summery. What's going to make me feel like I could run a marathon? None of that. Like, a lot of those recipes are like. Newt's hamburger casserole. Newt Gingrich? Clearly for the missionary position of <laughs> jewels. <laughs> and Being alone. Abby's turkey loaf. 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> Speaking of Brokeback Mountain, fabulous buttermilk fudge. One of, we're going to make one of these next week. I'm about to make one right now. I'm, I'm making butternut fudge after I went to 16 Handles because I had the cashew milk yogurt. A yam pie. Jesus, she's, she clearly was not on a diet. Oh, I like this one. Cake-like lemon bread. <laughs> Cake-like. Like, at least give them a name. At least give them something like... Imitation cake. Yeah, like... like wow, this tastes like my life preserver. Like, Funny enough. Like, is. call it Tuscan lemon bread, but instead she's like, cake-like lemon bread. It's kind of okay with coffee, you know? <laughs> Cherry berries on a cloud. Really? Oh, my God. There's so much to pick from. And, oh, here we go. I'm picking out our recipe for next week. Beer and cheddar cheesecake. Where the hell did this woman grow up? And did they have to roll her out of the door every day? Did they have to grease the door frame to get her ass through it? Who's coming for Who's coming for dinner? Abby's coming in. Oh, God. Oh, God. What's she bringing? What's wrong? She's lovely. Uh, have you followed her in the bathroom? <laughs> I'm going over to I had to Abby's burn the towels dinner. just to get the smell out. Hey, welcome to our seven-course dinner at Abby's house. We're going to start with a hearty bean soup. <laughs> Then we're going to go to everybody's favorite baked beans. We're going to go over to the tamale casserole ole with a side of sour cream chicken. And if that doesn't want to make you walk right into traffic, we're going to cap it off with a sumptuous chicken stroganoff. Wow. She also has Frito pie in here. How many Weight Watchers points is that whole book? I don't have any idea. I don't understand Frito pie either. I do feel like that is um, a local... Flavor, you Frito know. Pie? There's certain things that, like, where you grew up, what did you eat where you grew up, you know? There were certain items that I could only get in Boston. Like? You know. Um, there's a drink called Moxie, and it is a refreshing uh, soda-like-esque beverage that has a bitter taste that makes you feel like you're drinking medicine. And for some reason, I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. I would go over to my grandmother's house, Kitty LaRue, and I would have myself some moxie and raw kielbasa. What? Exactly. What did you say? I don't know how I can judge Abby's recipe book when I would eat raw kielbasa. And nobody thought that this was a problem. Kielbasa. I would go with my grandmother to the butcher. She'd get kielbasa. She'd give it to me raw with a nice, healthy side of moxie cocktail. Yeah. Which technically would. Sour cream on top of that kielbasa. If you taste moxie, um, it burns off the first five layers of your innards. Sure. So once you're done with that, then, you know, you're not going to get sick or anything. You know, it just takes care of your insides. It gilds them, I think. Viva la Frito pie. There's no viva. In rum, front of Frito Pie. Rumba rum balls. Are you kidding me? There's rum right balls here. in there? Yeah. There's Using a rum ball Meyer's, recipe? <clears throat> Meyer's Original Dark Rum and Cobassier. We Next. have that. We could make these right now. P.S. A lovely confection to pass at a party. <gasps> or to podcast with. We're making these rum balls next week. The balls are back, baby. Abby's broke back balls. <laughs> broke back balls. <laughs> Baby's broke back balls. Oh, Next week, fudge. tune in with some for some homemade rumbles. Mm, Jake's balls. I don't know what the characters' names are. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the wife coming back, like, mm, I'm just gonna put your tent away. No, no, no it's okay. Oof. What did you do in here? This smells. This is awful. This is, ho- and I've been smell? to Mumbai in summer. Oof. But this. No. <sighs> I don't know if we have enough Febreze for your tent. I burned the tent and ghosts came out of it. Oh, uh, where'd you put my tent? Uh, 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 honey, I had I had to burn it. But my... Uh, yeah, was it Heath Ledger that was doing mumblecore through all that? I don't know. I just didn't care for it, really. Hey, you want to do some articles? I'm okay. I'll do it then, and you don't have to be here. Does that sound okay? That's fine. Good. Um, can you get me a moxie? What? Exactly. Do you want to begin, or did I start the on the last time? The anger in all of us and how to deal with it. That's pamphlet. in the back of her yeah. recipe book? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Of course you have to deal with anger after you've eaten everything that you've tried in this book. Have the- some viva la crappy casserole. Now try passing it. And once uh. you crap yourself, 
please send away in a self-addressed stamped envelope for my lower intestine is burned. The anger in all of us. All right, let's do this. Okay. Did you go first or did I go first? I'll go or does first it make a difference? Because I can't stand the silence. Okay, go. So the okay. Dispatch, Moline, Illinois, April 9th, 1996. Dear Abby, I am disappointed with your response to a letter signed Old Fashioned Grandma. I've been reading your column for years, and usually your responses are pretty open minded. But the fact that you agreed that adult nudity in the presence of young children was a cause for concern shocked me. A father showering with his three-year-old daughter, as I do with my son, is completely natural and teaches children that the human body is is nothing to hide. Keeping boy stuff and girl stuff separate at such a young age, only instills sexual stereotypes and causes sexual hang-ups in adult life. There is nothing sexual or wrong in showering with a, with a young child. As for bathroom privacy, my children know that a closed door means mommy wants privacy, or whoever is in there. But they often walk in when I leave the door open. You should have told old-fashioned that Jimmy showering with mommy or Jenny with daddy, is totally natural. Today's parents are trying to raise their children without the hangups that they they have had to overcome from their old-fashioned upbringing. Signed, Disappointed in Toronto, Canada. Uh, Beans. Dear Disappointed. Dear Disappointed, the letters I received from... From readers show your attitude to be far more popular than mine, especially with the parents who are currently raising children. Ten wax with a wet diaper for me. What? That's what she said. What? Why did she back off? Let me I'm tell li- you this. I can't even like make eye contact with anybody right now as I start to think about if my parents ever put me in a shower with my father when I was three years old and I saw the naked body of an Irishman. As a child, what does that do to you? What just, does that do to your brain? Like, does everybody look like Slim Goodbody? I don't even know how to process this. The fact that the song from Luther Vandross, Dance With My Father Again, makes creeps me out. And that's just a song. And I don't even know either one of those gentlemen. I don't know Luther Vandross. I definitely don't know his father. But, <laughs> but that makes me feel with weird. with Luther Vandross before I would ever. And they're fully clothed and they're dancing together, which I still don't understand. <laughs> I do not understand it. I don't want to understand it. But let me just tell you, if I even, I don't actually remember much of my childhood because I feel like I had men in black to my brain. I don't know. I don't remember a lot of things, but I definitely remember never being alone with a grown person naked. You were never, and and it's just talking about the opposite sexes, like that's the standard thing. Like, well, the daughter showers with the father and the son showers with the mother. And even just saying it, my 16 handles is like slowly making its way up my throat. That is I can't, you know, okay, let's talk about nudity for a minute in general. Um, I've showered with my dog once. (laughs) Don't ever admit that to anybody again. Can you set the scene? Why? I think it was because I needed to take a shower and she had been in the mud. And you thought. And we just had the carrier like right in. Did you use her? To Did like I use wash yourself yeah. off? Well, yeah. I mean, Did I that use goes her to saying. wash myself <laughs> like, off? If I brought Izzy in the shower with me, I'd use her like a poof. No. Would I use my daughter as a as a cleaning product? No. Now that would actually be smart if you think about it that way. No. I. But I've never done it again because I was like, this is a little weird. I I. And I would definitely never tell anybody. Except for the thousands of people. Okay. <clears throat> That's one hundred twenty-five people that are listening you. right now in Spain. Um. You know, I went into the locker room at the gym once and women bring their daughters in there and it's, it is what it is. And I, I'm not okay with it. Like there was a five-year-old girl near me. I'm having a hard time changing in general because I'm a never nude. So as soon as I get naked, my only goal is to get clothed again as quickly as possible. So I'm aware that there's people around me. I'm putting on my thong. I put it on sideways, not forwards, not backwards, not inside out, but sideways. And I thought, oh, why do I feel like I'm flossing? And then I realized I did it so fast that I put it on sideways. And a woman brought her daughter in that was like five. 
and they're right near my ass, like, while I'm getting dressed. And I just thought, this girl is seeing this, and it is making a, a lasting mark on her her neuroplasticity, like a child seeing something of a naked person when they're little. And, and parents seem to be totally fine with that. And I thought, this child cannot grow up thinking that everybody looks like Gollum when they're naked, and she's just seeing me. And, and, and my only goal when I'm naked is to get, like, as small as possible, which isn't fixing the situation any. No. Like, there's a five-year-old right near me, and I'm trying to roll into a ball, and you can see my spine, and mm-hmm. I'm basically so close to, like, putting my head up my own ass. Mm. I'm, I've never bent so far so much. But why would you ever—I don't, I don't go in for nudity in general, but what are you doing to a child when they're showering with you being like, Oh, but it's natural, and they need to see what the body looks like. No, first of all, this is an inaccurate representation. I My body does about, not look like everybody. I am all about, like, sex positive and, you know, body positivity. Wonderful. That's wonderful. If you want to be in oh, the— I'm like, put if, me in a mattress. If you want to be in the locker room and, like, oh, I'm going to go get a paper towel and walk naked from one side to the next, that's wonderful. Thank you for letting me watch you do that. If you want to bend over and could you drop some like protein powder, I definitely don't want to look at that. Um, <laughs> protein <but> powder. <laughs> I don't know. Good luck picking it up. Why do people want to bend over when they're naked? I don't know. When understand. I was on that nude beach, I saw a guy that you never want to see naked and he was putting uh, a, a beach umbrella in. Nobody looks okay no. naked. Don't dig through your bag. Put your, bring your bag up so like you can get it like, you know. Yeah, but if you're putting a beach umbrella in, you have to maneuver it. So you have to stay down at the base of the beach umbrella and try to shove it into the sand until it catches. And that guy was really working hard to make it happen. I'd rather be murdered in public than remove my clothing for other And just walk around freely in a locker room scenario. Well, I'll take you to the next level because... The one time I even attempted to do this, I was beyond traumatized. I go to great lengths to stay clothed in sure. life. I, like all people who were raised Catholic, I am totally ashamed of myself. Of course. So we go to Japan. Oh. Because I had to teach comedy to Japanese kids, like you do. Everybody does For that. one week, it is, it's timeless. So we're taking in some Japanese culture while we're there. We have a cultural liaison. Her name is Mammy. Excuse Mammy me? is going to, yes, <laughs> that is Mammy. Mammy hmm. is our cultural liaison to everything Japanese. So okay. she says, well, you have to go to the Japanese spas. This is part of the thing that people do over there. Going to the Japanese spa is like going to the gym at the end of the day for people. So, of course, we got to go. But I was like, spa, what's a spa all about? I thought, do you get massages? I don't know. You walk into this place. First of all, there's a towel vending machine. And I didn't know any of this. So they're walking me through it. I'm with my friend, Julie, who's built like I am. So there's two, like, tall, white, lanky, boys. yes, 13-year-old boys mm-hmm. that they've now brought into the spa. Ron you go Weas- to your, two, two Ron Weasleys. Two Ron Weasleys go to Japan <laughs> together. Go Carrot Top and Ed Sheeran. Go to Japan together and decide, now's the time to get naked. They make you get totally naked, and all the spas are are a series of jacuzzis. And I already have told you how I feel about jacuzzis. Those are human stews. I don't want to share it with a bunch of strangers, much less being totally naked and going from pool to pool, basically. So you get your money to put in your vending machine. You get your towel. It's a hand towel. There is no option for a towel that is larger than five inches by five inches. And so I'm still thinking, well, there must be something I'm missing. Like a hand towel? A hand towel towel okay. was dispensed from a vending machine. Just, so just to cover your vagina. Well, already I'm a sweating. A vagina towel. It, well, even. It depends on how big your vagina is. Well, that would be a very I mean, big vagina. American flag. Some of these women needed a, a flag. Towel. Yeah. And I go into the, the spa area and it's separated women on one side, men on the other. Mm. And my friend Ben went into the guy section. So we get all divided up and we go to the locker rooms and these locker rooms are designed for Japanese women. So they really only came up to the middle of my stomach. And already I'm like, something bad is going to happen in here. So we take off all our clothes. Now I'm with my friend, Julie, who I'm friends with, but I've never seen her naked. I don't need to see her naked. Mm-mm. 
already, I'm trying to do that thing where I'm really making extreme eye contact with her so that I'm not unintentionally letting my eyes wander and be like, nice rack. I mean, ah, and ah. And I just kept trying to really focus on her eyes. So before you go into the spas, you have to wash yourself off. And this to me, is the worst part. It's just the worst. So you go into this little section that has these tiny segmented off showers and each of them has a plastic stool in front of it. So now you have to sit, squat on a plastic stool and wash yourself off. And it was like a Silkwood shower, you know? So it's really powerful and you just have to hold the spout in front of you and Julie's to the left of me and I'm still like, I'm not even trying to talk to her at this point. I'm crying on the inside. So she knows that I'm already uncomfortable. I'm trying to hide my nakedness as much as I can while I am squatting like Gollum looking for the ring on that weird plastic little stool, which who the fuck knows who sat there minutes before I got in. Yeah, they, and already- probably don't throw boiling hot water. No, I was getting HPV just even looking at this place. Yeah. So I'm rinsing myself off. Julie thinks it's a funny thing now to start spraying me with the mm. hose. And now I felt like I was in a jailhouse, you know, comedy. Sure. Uh, like it was, so she's spraying me, but I'm reacting really like I'm- Meryl Streep and Silkwood. I was just like, ah, this isn't funny. And so we finally get into. So she was Cher. She was Cher in that case. Yeah. Somebody was scrubbing me down. It was, a, there's nothing sexy about these spas. You think, oh, Japanese spas, it's going to be like gorgeous women. No, this is not. Aunt this Lydia. Is, there's, this is a bunch of Japanese Aunt Lydia's Aunt that are going from pool to pool, soup to soup. And you're just in there with them and your ass is touching things it should never touch. So I finally have to deal with this. And I'm running around with the small hand towel in front of me trying to cover no. my, my very gentle boyish rack sure. and all of my junk. So I'm shaped like a question mark in an attempt to get behind this little tiny towel. Finally... We go into the spas. Now, mind you, we have that Japanese liaison with us this whole time. So I have like a translator Mammy. to my right. Mammy. <laughs> Mammy's with me. Spas happen. She's naked. Mammy's naked. No. Oh, every I had just met you. It was like, oh, nice to meet you. Arigato. Nice tits. <laughs> that naked. So we go into the spas. I'm finally going like, okay, calm down, calm down. And... We get out, and there's chaise lounges all around, which it's like, who wants to sit on a chaise lounge and just, like, relax in the middle of this experience? So I put my little hand towel down, and now I have nothing covering me. Oh, and I'm no. sitting on the hand towel. Um, a woman who works there, like some attendant, came from out of nowhere, starts, like, talking at Mammy at, like, like gah, 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 machine gun speed, was saying, gah, 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 like, was just frantic and saying something to her. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And she's, Mammy's listening to her saying, oh, no, 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 no. And the only thing that I heard in all of it that sounded remotely familiar was Yakuza. And I was like. I don't know what that means. Japanese mafia. Mm. And <clears throat> Mammy turns to me and she says, you have to go. They're asking you to leave. They think you're Yakuza. They thought that I was part of the Japanese mafia. Because you sat on the... <laughs> because I have tattoos. You do? Yes, I have two tattoos, and apparently that means that you are mafia sympathetic in Japanese culture. You have to cover your tattoos before you go into a spa, or they will think you are either Yakuza or Yakuza sympathetic. So she was like, you have to leave now because of your tattoos. So now I'm naked and I'm kicked out. I'm kicked out of the Japanese spa. You've been body shamed. I got body shamed for my <laughs> tramp stamp that I thought was a good idea when I was in college. It was never a good idea. Well, uh, apparently there was a woman in the spa who completely agrees with you and they kicked me out and I went back in and completely soaked, put all my clothes back on, totally wet. Shamed. I was, I, you know what I did? I was Shame. Cersei in Game Shame. of Thrones. Shame. <laughs> Shame. 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 I shame walked out of there. I got booted out of a Japanese spa for being Yakuza. Um, I have no response to that. I know you don't. You don't have to. to. To take in. It was a big story for you. 
But let me just tell you why I don't still don't understand the Shays Lounge. What are they doing, Lady Marmalade? <laughs> for you. I agree. I agree. I took one look at them and I was like, who's relaxing yeah. right now? Like, what Get in the water. Do? Don't just lounge. Yeah. What do you want to like, like relax in the water and then stare at some other's vag? Uh, burn like, that seat. So like, there you go. That's okay. how I feel about nudity. <sighs> Let's take a breath. Let's reset ourselves with maybe a nice recipe from Abby. Maybe something <laughs> I for just candied don't, sweet I just potatoes. Don't, I'm not really like I I just don't I don't like adults and children being be, naked together and mingling. I agree. Like I don't want I like I just nudist that's camps. That's for me. Well, and fortunately, I don't have any children. So I don't have to So you're not subjecting them it. to that. I like how but you do say but it's cool for some people. That's great. If you want to like hang out with your kid naked and be like I got a penis too and your penis is bigger than mine. That's great. This is where we differ. Lisa Already I say no, I'm calling the cops, shutting this shit down. <laughs> the end. The end. I'm not kind about that. You can be hippy dippy all you want, I but there know. is a limit. I'm, oh! I'm just trying like different strokes for different folks. Just don't stroke my folks. <laughs> Let's move oh, on. Oh, please, let's move on, because I'm sweating just thinking about being Yakuza. <laughs> All right, this one is from the Lancaster New Era, Lancaster, oh, Pennsylvania. We know it up. so well. May 22nd, 1962. I assume that your friend who poked you was the one who wrote this. Actually, wait a oh, minute. Oh, you mean that aggressive, uh, <laughs> This. Uh, what was his name? Gary Busey. Gary, Gary Busey. Busey. Hi! Kevin Hi. Busey is what we called him. Oh, my God. Uh, this actually might be him. Are you ready? I'm always ready. You're not ready if this is your pal. Dear Anne, I'm not going to tell you what the title is until afterwards. Dear Anne, I am a girl who will be 11 years old in 10 months. I like a boy in my room at school. He has so, so next year. So why, what's wrong with these people that write to them? And they make me do math. I'll be 15 be soon. I'm going to be 15. In 11 like, months. Fucking next year, bitch. Kids want to do that, though. God. Remember at a certain age when you were like, I'm six be, and a half I and a half. 40 in eight years. I will, I'm, I'm 48 in three months, okay? There's a very big distinction. Okay, back to Sorry. dear. I am a girl who will be 11 years old in 10 months. <laughs> I like a boy in my room at school. He has freckles, red hair, and a nice smile. All the girls think he is very cute. Whenever I look at him, he starts to eat writing paper, erasers, or the lead out of his pencil. Yesterday, he ate up his English homework before he realized what he was doing. My mother says it's because he likes me, and when I look at him, he gets nervous. Mm -hmm. She says I should do him a favor and stop looking at him. I like him best of all, and I don't want to look at anyone else, Miss Landers. But I'm afraid he'll get sick from all of the junk he's eating. What shall I do? Texas girl. <laughs> I actually think this is the guy that assaulted you in the Amish market. What, what did she say? Because the title of this is Shy Boy 11 Eats Papers When Girl Looks at Him. <laughs> So here is Anne's response. Dear girl, your mother is probably right. Freckleface is self-conscious when the eyes of Texas are upon him. As a contribution to his general health, I suggest you find fewer occasions to look at him. <laughs> That's all. Jesus. I have never heard of, like... Nervous eating papers. I mean, I'm an, I can be a nervous, anxious eater. Or but an you don't, emotional eater, but, but I would never like look at Jim and start eating my <laughs> Sally Field in Pieces book. But as we found out, some children look at me and start regurgitating. What? That's true. Um, a friend of ours is has a son who is infatuated with my husband, and when he, and when he sees him, he gets so excited he starts to to dry heave. Is it I like said, the, is that's it, exactly how I react to him every day. I see him too. Is it like those people on the old Jerry Springer when they would like, like mess with their throat and like throw up on each other for sexual pleasure? No, it called? has nothing to what do with that. that. I don't know what the hell that is, Was but this felching? is basically how it is that goes. Felching? That's disgusting. I don't know. No, this is, he looks at him and he's like, it's like, oh my God. Hey, I, I can't. so good. to see. I can't. 
<laughs> but wait, let's go back to this paper thing for a minute. I love the idea of God help this kid if he ever works at like an office max and he sees a chick that's hot. <laughs> He's going to eat the whole folder section. It's going to be like, it's going to be like what those old crows that were eating the corn. Like, (laughs) yes, yes. Like just pencils, just like sharpening in his mouth. They're going to be like, Carl, can you please step away from the fax machine? The cord is hanging out of your mouth. What is going on? He works at the Associated Press. He's like, how come there's no news today? Because he keeps eating it. Because Peter ate it. Okay. (laughs) The president was shot, and apparently we had to find out from every other place because Peter's been eating the news. Welcome to the SATs. Please take your number two pencil. Where are all the number two pencils? John, (laughs) did you eat all the pencils again? Sir, I said no food back there. You can't have those pretzels. Those aren't pretzels. Those are number two pencils. Did you eat your Scantron sheet? (laughs) (laughs) That is crazy. Well, welcome to the school. We used to have computers until Peter ate them. Do you remember sharpening your pencil in grade school and having to get up from your desk? Oh, I loved go it. Go towards the trash can and then like manually sharpen your pencil. I would do it on purpose a lot because it gave me a break from the day. And it also gave me an excuse to show off whatever outfit I was wearing. I love it. It's like it when fashion show sharp- pencil sharpening. Oh, well, we had, we just had our uniforms. Mm, there you go. See, yeah. no reason. Did you like doing that? I always liked it when someone went over there and they didn't know how to do it. <laughs> and then they, they'd like hit it and then like the thing would fall off and then the shavings would go all over the floor. And then Sister Robert Mary would just yell at someone. Oh, I, I Then this kid would go around and eat all the shavings off the floor. Maybe well, this isn't like a bad idea. Cause dusted this is, on his chicken. This is the original composter. <laughs> Right here. He did it before everybody else did. I'd worry for the school and their supplies. Pencil Chicken by Idiot Boy from Lancaster. <laughs> Where did all of our history books go? Oh, uh, I think Gene might have a crush on a girl again. <laughs> he gets nervous and he just eats papers. That is fantastic. And, and the only answer is, is don't look at him. I wonder if, is there any connection between the fact that he's a ginger? She seems to underline that. Not all of us gingers like to eat office supplies. I just want to put that out there oh, right now. Well, I'm glad. Thank you for the clarification. Thank God. I know. I ironed that out for you. Thank God. Do <sighs> you want to go? Oh, fuck. Fuck yeah. I probably need to like get that voice out of my head because I do it a lot. I know you do, but you did it in Home Depot and I felt like you fit in. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> he was walking around on the phone talking to his husband, being like, Fuck yeah. Do you want an AC bra? Cause that, well, I'm here with Erin and I just came from the driving range. <laughs> he just flipped in and out of it so easily that it was a bit unnerving. How many BTUs you got? Like six, 8,000? What do you need? 10? Fuck. That is so hot. Where yeah, are your grills? No, I don't need a cart. I'll just carry it. I'll just carry it to the blinds because I need some blackout blinds <laughs> for my. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, day at the yeah, Home no, I'm Depot. Just here with my, I'm just here with my girl. Yeah, we're just picking out air conditioners. I can carry it on my back. It's fine. And then we're going to go get some paint swatches. And then we're going to get some 16 candles. Yes. Or candles or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> it was delicious. Oh, fuck. That's what it's called. Okay. All right. I am ready to leave. Please go. Get my car. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting this out there on behalf of all the listeners right now. If you make that mouth sound, this podcast I'm is gonna over. Give, I'm going to give you an option between... Mouth, mouth sound and nothing? <laughs> I take nothing. In-laws or grandparents? In-laws or grandparents? You decide. Huh? Huh? Grandparents. Oh, fuck. Oh, Did I choose right? No, probably not. Okay. Northwest Herald, Woodstock, Illinois, February 26th, 1987. Dear Abby, on my son's 16th birth, birthday, every time someone mentions their, their <laughs> the age, age now, like, is it really their age? On my son's 16th birthday, which is approximately eight months from making him 17. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know why they do this. Dear Abby, in 11 months and 
two and a half weeks. I will be 12. I need a PowerPoint presentation for these. (laughs) Dear Abby, on my son's 16th birthday, he received a birthday card from his grandparents on his father's side. His father and I are divorced. Grandma Jones added the following handwritten message on the card. Sorry, Billy. No money this time because we received no thank you for the money we sent you with our card last year. Lots of love, Grandma and Grandpa Jones. Abby, although these grandparents are retired and living on a fixed income, they are far from poor and it wouldn't have hurt them to have enclosed a $10 bill. It It would have made the difference between my son feeling good or bad on his birthday. I wrote to my ex-mother-in-law and told her what I thought about her birthday message to Billy, and I haven't heard from her since, and I don't expect to. What do you and your readers think about the message a grandmother sent to her grandson on his 16th birthday, signed, Burned Up in Butte? You want to answer it first before I start losing my mind? Dear Burned, I think Grandma may have been may have given Billy a birthday gift that was far more valuable than a $10 bill. What? What do you mean? Does she agree with what the grandmother did? Yeah. Go scratch! Passive-aggressive? Much? Grandma? Don't bring the kid into this. It's not the kid's fault. I mean, unless the kid normally gives a thank you card? Unless the kid ate the 10 that she sent last year. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to give Billy some more money for his birthday. Unfortunately, he ate the $20 bill that I sent last year. So until he broke back sit right out of his body, I will not be sending any more paper cash in the mail. Enjoy these Sacagawea coins. Like, why did you why? Uh, that, that is, it's mean to do that to the kid. I disagree with what Abby said. A, a, a valuable lesson. No. Screw! What would you do? Well, I don't know if he's really learning a, a lesson. He's not learning it. It's his birthday, so it's his like sixteenth birthday. Like that's when you're gonna. That, teach, like that's when a, a boy is all, gonna absorb. You've had anything. all year to teach him a lesson, so you're gonna really like stick it to him on his birthday. She's sticking it to his mother, right? Because don't you think when parents are, I think parents are the ones who say thank you to the. Not necessarily. Like my nephew sent me, so I sent him money for his graduation. I thought that that was more a swipe because it's an ex. I feel like it's more a swipe at the mother for not teaching him manners. That's the way I take it. Well, grandparents can also teach the children something, right? Like manners, manners, or etiquette, or whatever. So you think that she was swiping at the the kid who did Both. not say thanks? I I took it more as like she's going after the mother and what? sort of saying, "Sorry, Billy," but she wrote to him saying, "Sorry, Billy, no money this time because we received no thank you for the money." No, she's she's swiping at the parents. She's no, but I mean, I see what I see. What okay, I can so kind of see. She but. wrote a card to him and said, "Sorry, Billy." I didn't get a thank you card. So Billy should have, you know, been the one to say thank you. So my nephew sent me a thank you card. Dear Uncle Pat, thank you so much for the $1,000 that you gave me. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) You're my favorite uncle. I'll be your nephew. This This is so wonderful. Um, No, thank you so much. You know, I really appreciate it. I'm so excited for college. Blah, blah, blah. My nephew, because my brothers and sisters have our... Have their kids. But do you think that know. he did that of his own volition? No. Or do you think because he's living under the roof of his parents, his mother's probably like, you need to write a letter to Uncle Patrick and say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I almost feel like but, this, well, this woman's people- way of going like, well, nobody gave me a thank you, so you're not getting any money this year. How old's the kid? 16. 16. See, I'm also confusing it for the last article where it was, <laughs> I'm 11 going on 12 no, no, in no, four no, months, three days. and. Okay, okay. All right, maybe we're sort of moving around on this one. We're shape-shifting. We are So at, at age 16, you think he's responsible for being the one to say thank you to his grandmother? Or well, I think the whole house I think, was getting I think the this. fact that the mother, the grandmother, didn't say anything for the entire year. And chose to, then to be. To, like, either to, like, she should have said something to her son, his dad, and said, like, your kid, like, didn't, how come Tommy didn't give me a... A thank Fucking you. Fucking card. Yeah, yeah. And instead, she just waited the entire year, just seething. 
Oh, absolutely. Women are like that. Fuck We're very her. evil. Fuck we'll, you, we will grandma. sit on a wrongdoing fucking, and we will bring you got it back. Nothing out. else to fucking do, Grandma. Yeah, she doesn't. She's got. Is it really going to fucking break the bank? Open up your disgusting old wallet and pull out some two fives and put it in that old Ziggy card and Crack send it to your fucking grandkid <laughs> and be done with it. Teach your son the lesson, not your kid. And if you don't like his fucking uh, ex-wife. Then call her and tell her, I don't like you, and teach my grandson some manners with a thank you card. Instead of grinding up on him on his 16th birthday, fuck off, Grandma. Punishment would be sending a Ziggy card. (laughs) (laughs) If I opened a Ziggy card, I'd be like, this woman hates me. Look, this grandmother really upset this us. This grandma really, really got under my the fire. fucking nerves. I know. See, now I feel like I did that to you. It's I don't think you were that angry until I sort of said. <laughs> you have no idea. Passive. Well, there's always rage. There lying. is like an angry graveyard underneath this subdivision where all the new houses are built. It's the it Ghostbusters 2 river of slime that's actually <laughs> in my veins at this point. Basically, what has happened is I am Cuesta Verde and underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> you just moved the headstones. You it didn't always move goes back the bodies. Always. All right. Are you ready for the Battle Creek Inquirer from Battle Creek, Michigan, March 25th, 1977? I think you're going to like this one. I love 1977. Well, you're going to like this one even more. Dear Ann Landers, please settle a family dispute. We have been married for 15 years. I have always considered my husband normal in every way. Now something has happened that makes me wonder... Lately, he's been asking me to tie his wrists together behind his back and also his ankles. He wants to be left alone on the bed for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. I watch TV or so. Then he calls me in to release him, and we make love. (laughs) I must admit that this crazy idea has certainly improved his ability to perform sexually. He says it's just fun and games. I say it's kinky. Is there anything wrong with it? I'm signing myself linked to a kink. Deal linked. You're right, it's kinky. But if it helps him perform better, it's not wrong. Should he start wanting to tie you up, that's another matter. Tell him not on your tin type, buster. Anne! And if you need me, I'm going to be in the corner putting a ball gag into Jules's mouth. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why You'll see is him in three to five business days. <laughs> it gets very hot down there, so I have to put a very small fan nearby him, but he really enjoys it. The leather chafes his delicate crepe-like skin. <laughs> <laughs> a week prior, I put his gag ball in a giant bucket of gasoline before I put it into his mouth. He seemed to enjoy that more. Except for when I lit my cigarette one night. (laughs) It was an unfortunate coincidence. (laughs) Now he has no no lips. And we have no roof above our TV room. Um, (laughs) Okay, first of all, he wants to be tied up and left alone for 30 minutes, which I think is really kind of every husband's dream. But... Look, I just want to be left alone in here. Tie me up. Just leave me alone. I want to be naked, tied up on my bed alone. That (laughs) is a feat. Like, I do not. I don't want to have, like, you know, to catch a predator moment where I'm, like, tied. Or if I somehow died, like, had a heart attack, I was tied up on my bed. Because you know that's what's going to happen to us. That is definitely what's going to happen to me. I, like, had some, like, one weird kinky night i'm tied to my bed i have a fucking heart attack and i die and people have to come in and be like so what happened well we're about to have fucky fucky time and he had a heart attack and died and he's like tied up and like he's that. strapped to the swing do you <laughs> right. what do you do you, can you get the jaws of why life is he to dressed get him out? as spider-man i don't D- understand. don't ask questions it's not spider-man it's spider woman but anyway that's not the point officer can you just get because him out it's of wednesday it? officer <laughs> so if you don't mind do you have any scissors um, and I also like that she ties him up and then she leaves the room and she watches TV or she sews. I wonder what she watches. I wonder what she sews. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to need a new pair of pants when he gets out of there. I guess. Maybe a simple thong. And, and. Wait, and when, is, why is she kind of, like, why is it like, why is it okay for him? But if he comes for you. No not on thanks. your tin type, buster. 
Wait, what does, so like, so she's not allowed to be tied up and left alone for a half hour? he is? Equal opportunity. Right. I mean, what happened to equality here, Anne? I would love to be tied up and just left alone for an hour. I would not like to have that done to me ever at all. I don't think I deal well with the tying up part. Wow. And I, I, let's be honest, I think that Anne is into some kinky stuff. But I like that she does draw the line at her being tied up. Yeah. But maybe she's looking out for her best interest that we don't know about. Look, if he wants to to tie you up, don't do it, because I did it once with Jules, and he totally forgot I was in there. Come Tuesday, I was five days behind my deadline, and I almost lost my job. I never should have had that super big gulp anyway. (laughs) My fault for wetting the bed. (laughs) I think these were awesome articles this week. Am I right? I loved Grab Bag. But you know what that means? Listener mail. It's time for... A listener move, listener mail. Everybody change your vowels. Listener mail. In my slut. <laughs> that was good. We changed it up a little bit. Yeah. All right, so we have a couple of advice questions that we got from our listening audience, and uh, we've got some answers for you. So if you enjoy our listener mail segment, please be a part of it. Email us, questions at dearpodofficial.com. That is the whole email address. It is questions at dearpodofficial.com, and we will answer you. So please reach out. We want to hear from you. Yes. Do you have them queued up, or would you like myself First of all, to read stop them? talking to me like that. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to tie you up in the other room. I'm going to leave you alone for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to find you, and then we're going to discuss this. Dear Pod, I'm the youngest of six grown kids. My older brother married a woman with a domineering mother. As a result, he now completely has nothing to do with us and barely even comes to see his own mother. How can we handle this? His mother is getting on in years and has been deeply hurt by him turning his back on us. Signed, ignored in Maine. Family drama. Go for it. What's your answer? Well, it's not my answer. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. What's, right. what's Abigail? Van Buren. Answer. Dear Ignored in Maine, Your brother seems to have forgotten where he came from. Maybe he smacked his sweaty little head on his Ford Festiva and needs a gentle reminder. As I have discovered, the longer you let something go without speaking up, the greater the divide. Maybe your mother should go to her Emily Post book and look inside to find how to write the perfect note to a son who has so harshly turned his back on his poor aging mother. Perhaps a nice lengthy letter describing in great detail what it was like giving birth to such an ungrateful sack of mess. The wonderful world of morning sickness when she realized that she was pregnant, the hours and hours of painful labor, the tearing of her womanhood, only to have a cornucopia of innards burst through her to create his life. Perhaps remind him of the constant pain afterwards as he lay asleep in his cute incubator and while your mother was healing and every time she needed to relieve herself, the flow of a thousand suns burning their way out of her for that sacrifice. Maybe this will remind him to what great lengths her body went through to get him into this world and just maybe your siblings can tell him that you will all be more than happy to get him out of this world if he doesn't change his tune. Marriage is a funny thing. Combining two families, calling someone else's parents mommy or daddy when you aren't even blood related. I think the best thing that you can do for your older brother is to stage an intervention or just muscle your mom back into his life. Have her be the essence of Endora from Bewitched and just show up unannounced. Tell mom to start showing up at his house round supper time expecting a meal. Maybe he'll remember all the meals your mother slaved away to feed his fat, ungrateful mouth anytime he needed sustenance. Maybe she should go over and ask to use the, the restroom at his house, leaving the door open and demand that he wipe her just as she did him for years. Maybe that will jog his memory. Or better yet, have your mom show up with all her dirty laundry and just expect him to do it, just as he expected her to do it while growing up. Have him press and fold and hang it back up in her closet after walking up two flights of stairs, since he couldn't possibly have done that as a child. 
Maybe have your mom get together all the receipts from his childhood, schools, braces, orthodontics, birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, college tuition, graduation presents, starter suits, first day of class boat shoes and polos, put together a full document and give it to him right in front of his new mom. If that doesn't work, why don't you call up Delilah and tell your story on air and request his favorite song and urge callers to dial his number and fill up his answering machine with messages of disgust. Tick-tock, older brother. You never know how... You never know when the sands of time will run out on your loved ones. This wrong needs to be righted. Otherwise, by the fires of Bethesda, your mother will return and become the mother from hell. Abby. Are you okay? <laughs> totally fine. Totally fine. Why? Because you just scorched the earth. In the Maha'abar. And we need to call the fire department. I told you that there was... Listen, mother of dragons, <laughs> you don't need to explain yourself for one minute. I thought that was a very cultured, well-thought-of response to an ungrateful son. And now it's time for Anne's response. Go ahead. Dear Iggy. Iggy. <laughs> Ignored and maimed. <laughs> I thought this was an anticipation. I'm not going back to Ziggy. Big little, <laughs> some big little lies. <laughs> no, no, no. Dear Iggy, there's a reason the phrase, there's one in every family exists. I am no stranger to estranged family members. There's one in particular. Let's call her Rhea Flabby that caused a rift larger than Kanye West's ego. Unfortunately, the one who always gets hurt the most in a sibling brawl is the mother. And that's where the answer lies. Arrange a time when you can get your brother alone with your mother. I recommend throwing a T-bone steak in a cage to distract his overbearing mother-in-law. The key is getting him away from her long enough to hopefully, hopefully smack some sense into his thick skull. That way, your mother can have a private conversation with her own blood without the succubus around to infect his better senses. If that doesn't work, play your numbers. It's five siblings... I choke it on my rage. It's five siblings against one. Stage a strategic intervention the way a football coach plans a play. One of you run interference on the wife. One of you block and tackle the mother-in-law, and the rest of you run up on Tom Brady and massage his pecs while telling him Giselle will never be enough of a woman to... I think I've gotten off my metaphor. But you get the idea. In the end, family is the thing. If he doesn't see the pain he's causing your dear mother after these attempts, there's unfortunately nothing you can do. You can't make a grown man see the light, and he will have to live with the consequences of his actions. I also recommend going down to your local blockbuster and renting a VHS copy of Monster-in-Law starring Jane Fonda and a surprisingly gifted Jello. <laughs> it's a sleeper hit that may contain some tips on how to handle his mother-in-law. Though I doubt she has Jane's sculpted cheekbones. She's not as angry, but the sentiments are still very similar. Very similar. Yeah, surprising. I, it's very strange that she would pick that movie. Monster-in-law? Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think that's strange? Well, I think it's strange that, number one, anyone would recommend any Jennifer Lopez movie. I know, but in this case... And number two... Um, number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, it always comes back to number two. And I don't think there's any place that you can rent a VHS it's not me that's saying it. I understand. It's Ann Landers no, and her I get points it. of reference. It's stopping so fucking defensive. Uh, no, All it's look. Is... You're, you're asking questions, and I'm calmly answering. Yes, I am you. asking questions, and I know that you're I have upset a right. about this article. I am fine. I am very, very happy. happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The only way to cool down this rage is with a specialty cocktail. Put it in your mouth and take it down your throat. It kind of burns and gives me diarrhea. Easy, easy. Oh, diarrhea. 
I just wanted to be your backup person on that one. It was, it was lovely. So today's cocktail, and I'm very excited about this, comes to us from Dear Pod's own producer and proprietor of the Pineapple Ranch, Mr. James Ferris. I'm going to give it up for you right now. Uh, You're working hard. You're doing oh, the Lord's work right there. Oh, that's real fucking that. Okay. So he has crea- crafted a very special cocktail, which I'm excited about tonight. It's called the Moxie Libre, a moxified variation on a Cuba Libre. So, uh, as we discussed a earlier... Libre. I have brought home from my vacation two bottles of the medicinal, unfortunate tasting Moxie, which really only about two people in America like, and I am one of them. So in this case, you will definitely have to, if it's not local to you, send away for Moxie, which is really a New England drink. Um, it's a carbonated beverage that was mass produced in uh, uh, Bedford, New Hampshire, and has made its way partially across the country. So this is one part dark rum to three parts moxie and a generous squeeze of lime. So it's our take on a Cuba Libre. So if you're feeling adventurous, you can also try adding a teensy splash of grenadine. I am very excited for you to try moxie for the first time. So you're going to put it in a tall glass. What you call this glass? You want to put it in a highball glass that has a guy with assless chaps on the side. Throw a straw in there, preferably not a paper straw, because, oh, that will change your life forever. Wait, wait, before we go into the rage of paper straws, let this make you feel better. I did give my straw I chewed it instantly. You know who'd love one of those straws? That kid that ate the staples. Store. Oh... Oh, yes. Just a hint of Robitussin. <laughs> I knew you would hate it. I'm so excited. I Watching want everyone me. just to... This bottle looks... Explain to the listeners your Moxie experience right now. This bottle. Can I try it straight? No, straight? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Um, <laughs> the liquor really improves the taste. First of all, it says God, that it's 250 it. calories per bottle. This bottle is the same size as a Diet Pepsi. What is a Diet Pepsi, calorically speaking? Zero calories because oh, it's a Diet it? Pepsi. This well, is I don't know what's in calories. this, but this is also just part cough it syrup. It's, it's Robitussin. This looks like you'd find it at your hardware store and that this would clear out your toilet or something. It, it, it is. It's clearing it out right now. I understand that. And the fact that that creepy man that's on the bottle... Pointing at you, judging you, haunting you, telling you to buy this product. Distinctively different, I'll say. It it looks thick. You know what? I had pneumonia when we started this podcast, but now it's totally cleared up. Just so you know, I did two parts booze to to three parts because... You wanted to lay more booze in here. Is there grenadine in here or no? No. Okay. It is 25 grams of sugar. That's fantastic. Have you ever gone to the store and it's like um, like fresh squeezed lemonade, the, those, those I don't know, like those oh, juice like things. Oh, like a Newman's Own or whatever? Something like not the, the, the really bougie ones. Oh, yes, high-end lemonade. Right. And you and, see how much sugar's in it's them? It's like 35 grams of sugar. It's oh, fuck yeah. off. Are you fucking kidding? You're not healthy. My, no. my mother likes to drink a refreshing glass of lemonade when she's been in a hot day. I'm like, do you realize... Why don't you just pour two cups of sugar in your mouth and just swirl it around with some spit? Yeah. How is that refreshing? How is that really going to hydrate you? Uh, so what do you think of Moxie? What's, what's the review? So good. If you, if you had a cancer in your body before you tried this, it's healed now. Or I just got it. <laughs> I know. It's such a fine line between, <laughs> is it giving? Is it making it better? I don't know. I don't know. Is it a floor polish? But you is know it? what? Welcome to my childhood. <laughs> Moxie! Are we done yet? Yeah. Thank God. 